course. The first sounds making it into the microphone are my mother stomping like a T-Rex upstairs. I don't know how she hasn't bruised the fuck or broken her heel bones yet. It might be because she wears shoes. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Technical Alpha Podcast. It is Thursday. It's August. I almost said July. I think that was wishful thinking, but it's August. It's August the 5th, 2021. Got a great show lined up for you today. Nice and tight one. Mr. Black has got a porno shoot to go to, and I'm not going to hold him back from getting great shots. Everyone needs to get in on it. You know, I'm not in shape to do it. Mr. Black's been hitting the treadmill. He's looking pretty good. He's feeling good. And now it's time for the dad bod shoot. And I'm, I, I think the world is ready. I think the world is ready to see it. So I'm excited. I'm <laughs> dad bods are in vogue. I don't like him personally on my own body, but I can appreciate, you know, Chris Pratt nails the dad bod. I don't. I'm full-blown dad bod right now. (laughs) Full-blown. Full-blown. I'm I'm like, I'm I'm like dad bod, but I also have no dad strength. So I've got the dad bod part, but like, if you ask me to open the the pickle jar. Yeah, I've got the, yeah, well. If grand if granddad's in the home and he has to get help to get up to use the washroom, yes. That's where I'm at right now. We got a great show lined up for you today, but before we jump into it, got a very important thing to ask. Mr. Black, how was your week? Um It's been a week, man. It's been gonna, a week. It's judging been, by the pause, it's been it's been it's seven been days, week, give it's or take. Week, yeah, bro. <laughs> I'm uh <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a weird. Is it is an R is week, RP man. a bit fucking weird this week? Is no, it is it not, is it kind of fucky? Even, it, it's not even RP, man. It's is is literally not RP. It's is it's just I'm just in a. Well, that's a nice change. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like I'm in a weird funk right now. It's kind of hard to explain, and I can't really pinpoint it. I, I can, but I don't really want to talk about it. That's uh, fair. So you know, I, I'm just you know, it comes it, it comes and goes in waves, man. You know what I think part of it is? I think part of it is this weather, man. This weather is fucking depressing. Um, the first three is, days of, of August, to be fair, way better than what we were getting in July. Like, we had yeah. so far so good. Now, if it keeps doing what we're doing today, Dude, I, that's I'm a problem. Just like, I'm, I'm over it, man. It's just like, it's like it, it, it wants to be sunny, and then it doesn't, and then it rains, <laughs> and then it, it wants to be sunny again, and it kind of does, and then it doesn't, and then it rains, and it's cloudy. And then, like, you know, and then you just look at the forecast and it's just like rain. And you're just like, you know what, man? Fuck the summer, too. Like, and then you realize that you got to go into winter here, like, in the next, you know, four months or whatever. It's just. Unfortunately, out west isn't a hell of a lot better. Your choices are perpetual rain or you can't go outside unless you feel like dying of smoke inhalation. Those are your two yeah. options right now. Yeah. Um, nobody seems to be. And that's even that smoke's even reaching like the the mid of the country so if you're in like toronto or some shit not that toronto's air quality was good to begin with but it ain't any better now all that smoke has just been shit it made it here when i went yeah. up for my walk a few days ago i was out in the woods and dad dad had come in after just mowing the lawn or whatever and he was like i'm f-, he's like i might be crazy but i think i'm smelling smoke right now and then like the news was saying that it was literally ground level on the east coast coming from all the way out fucking west and when i went out for my walk sure shit i stopped i was out in like open air with like nothing around me no barbecues or anything i took a big whiff and i was like jesus put the fires out please faster at least if you can 
In fact, we just sent, Nova Scotia just sent out a bunch of firefighters to help with that exact thing today. We just shipped out a bunch of our boys and girls to help with that. So, yeah, that's uh, the, 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 great, the great choices of our life currently with the world right now are uh, rain or fire. Great. <laughs> I, was, I always complain about the weather and then like, uh, like everyone in Nova Scotia constantly complains. It's either too hot, too cold, too rainy. It's never, nobody's ever happy with the weather here. And then we're sitting at breakfast table and Em's on her phone or whatever and she'll be talking with her family back home and they're like, yeah, we just had another uh, typhoon. Uh, half the country is under 14 feet of water. Pretty sure three or 4,000 people died yesterday alone. I might have saw a corpse on the street. And I'm like, all right, you know what? It ain't too bad here. It ain't too bad. It ain't too bad. It's not as terrible as I thought, but it is It is bothersome uh, for sure. Specifically that it starts like sunny and then rains and then goes back to sun because if you're trying to plan like a an afternoon outing of any kind in which you are outside for any length of time, you're just getting cucked all the time by these random bouts of rain. But either way, my week wasn't anything uh, to write home about uh, either. I finished, I mean, it wasn't a bad week. I finished um, Monster Hunter uh, is done, and I finished Legend of Mana as well, the remake for that. So I've got those two reviews to do. Uh, And then after that, there was like a lot of errands to run this week. Uh, so I wasn't in the house very much in that regard. And when I was home, it wasn't for very long before we went outside to like try and make use of the aforementioned one hour of stretch of sun, uh, go for a walk, just get the fuck out the house kind of thing. Uh, which is what you were doing. I was saying, you were saying short stream. I, there's a window of time. I have wow. to, I got to go. Here. So that's that was kind of what, that's kind of what my week was like as well. It was just like, if it's sunny, just Fuck everything. Go outside. Uh, And that was that was pretty much uh, that was pretty much the show. Yesterday, Em got the runaround from uh, her bank. She was just trying to send some money to her uh, her friend uh, in the UK because she had bought something for her over there. And they they had her going all over the fucking city. And the first bank gave her the wrong information. The branch wrong information. I was driving her all over the place, and then finally get to the last bank, and it took them like an hour to revert what the first bank did to get all of her money back instead of like randomly losing her $50 and then putting it all in this new fucking money order and finally sending it over. And the whole time I was sitting, I had to change like parking spots four times. No joke. I was parked on Hollis street. And as I was parked there, the tow truck guy showed up, pulled one of the sickest parallel parking maneuvers I've ever seen in like this fucking big ass 18 wheeler tow truck. Uh, Cause it was a bed. It was a flatbed fucking pulled this sweet thing. I was thinking, please don't hit my car. He was in like three centimeters, but that dude whipped that shit in there at like 50 kilometers an hour. It was crazy. Got it in there. He's done it a few times before. Got it in there and started fucking hauling the car behind me up off the street at the back. I was like, all right, peace. Yep. Turn the car off. I'm out of here. I'm my car ain't, ain't safe. <laughs> so I had to move to the spots like three or four times. So I was thinking to myself the whole time that was happening. I was like, man, how the fuck is it so difficult to send money in 2021? Why is that so? Why is a PayPal account the solution? Why can't our banks just fucking make that easier than it is? Why do I have to have like somebody's fucking blood type and like their last six years of employment and like a thousand other things on a piece of paper and sign it 56 times to send like a hundred dollars overseas? Just I could, I could easier just putting the money in an envelope and sending that shit. It's crazy, but we got her done. 
And then otherwise, that was it. Very exciting week. That's all I've got. So let's talk about some games, Mr. Black. You ready to talk about some games? I'm ready. Game related. Uh, updates on the Activision Blizzard thing, since that's like the biggest thing happening right now, since we're in a bit of a drought in terms of game news. Uh, it is the summer after all, for uh, as long as we can uh, get the summer. Uh, Activision Blizzard stuff. So the, the updates from this week uh, were... Uh, Activision has hired a well-known union-busting firm as the workers started to come together. Big shocker. Company is on fire. Workers are tired of bullshit. They decide to maybe get together. Activision Blizzard caught wind of this, and by that I mean probably Bobby Kotick, and said, Hell no! Get the- <laughs> get- get the buster in here! We gotta stop this before it gets too crazy. So they brought in- it's, uh, I can't remember the name of the firm. I probably should have wrote it in the notes. But it's a well-known union-busting firm. Uh, big shocker. Not the first time this has happened. Amazon does the same shit. Walmart does the same shit. They all do the same shit. Unions mean they might actually have to, uh, treat their employees well and, and, and pay them reasonable money. Uh, and, uh, that's, that's never a good thing. So we have to make sure that that doesn't happen. So they're going to try and bust that up. Uh, further than that, six months ago. So I don't think we ever talked about it on the podcast, but six, because it never seemed relevant. Uh, it's not, it's not entirely relevant, but it is insofar as that is because of this lawsuit. That's why I've included here. Uh, six months ago, roughly, they hired, uh, Fran Townsend, uh, who anyone who follows American politics to any degree would know that name. She, uh, she served as the Homeland Security Advisor to President Bush from 2004 to 2007, uh, and may or may not be known as a torture apologist, and the woman that defended all of the crazy shit that the, uh, that America was doing, in regards to waterboarding and sleep deprivation and all the other crazy batshit stuff that was going on at the time, uh, Activision saw that and said, you know what? You would make a spectacular executive. Please join our team. And so she did. And after being there for six months, when this originally, this lawsuit cropped up, she quickly sent an email to all the staff. Uh, this email, I think, was actually posted online. You can go and find it if you want. It was kind of a funny email. Uh, but you can go and read that if you want. Uh, but the gist of it was, she was like, this is all bullshit. Um, you know, I've been here for six months. I know what's been happening here for 15 years. And so, and so, that was one of the major reasons, reasons her, her denial of all this shit, uh, was part of the reason why, or one of the major reasons why the walkout, you remember, happened last Wednesday, all the employees walked out, uh, in the afternoon or whatever, or during the workday, that was part of the listed, one of the major listed reasons why was because she was denying all of this shit, uh, had ever happened. Uh, and then, after that, the one that more people would have likely seen here from the other day, J. Allen Brock is officially leaving Blizzard. So he was, uh, the president at the time, um, after, I believe it was Mike, was it Mike left, Mike was CEO, then Mike left, then Jay Allen Brock took over, but he was not called the CEO, he was called the president, and now Jay Allen Brock is gone, and now they have put Jen O'Neill and Mike Ibarra, uh, in place as co-leaders of Blizzard, because Bobby Kotick does not want to share CEO status with anyone, that's unacceptable, however, Bobby Kotick also, of course, has absolutely no responsibility for any of the shit happening in this lawsuit whatsoever. He has said that they are going to remove everyone, whether they're C-level or otherwise. Of course, he would not be included in that list, despite the fact that he himself is probably deeply aware of all the shit that's been going on for the last fucking decade and a half. But nobody's allowed to be called CEO but Mr. Bobby Kotick. So they're co-leaders now at Blizzard. Uh, pretty soon, I think, remember, uh, Jeff, we talked about how Activision Blizzard was just going to be called Activision? If this isn't speeding that process up, I don't know what is. This has got to be the catalyst. 
Uh, I suspect that whatever, whatever, whatever range of years that we gave it, knock one or two years off of that. <laughs> and that's probably what's going to happen here. It's going to speed it up. Whether it's because Activision just sells Blizzard off, which I actually think might be something that could happen now. Because so much of the spotlight has been pointed at Blizzard specifically for this, uh, uh, this lawsuit, this, these uh, allegations, that it might be possible that, that uh, Bobby just wipes the floor with everyone, you know, clears the whole fucking suite out, replaces it with people, waits until this blows over, sells everything off, and just says, fuck Blizzard, go figure it out somewhere else. Uh, or they just wipe Blizzard from the, the name of the company altogether to, to avoid all of that uh, association. Um, as well, what happened? The, uh, head of HR has left the company, uh, this week as well. And that was because the head of HR was accused for, uh, covering up the abuse for the great number of years that this was happening. Obviously, lots of things would have been filed with HR. Lots of these complaints would have been filed with HR. Obviously, nothing ever happened. And so the HR guy or girl, whoever they were, said, fuck this shit. I'm getting out before this ship is set on fire any further and bounced. So they left as well. Uh, after that, another lawsuit was levied against the company in relation to this one, uh, insofar as that they, uh, they said that the, they were false, uh, or giving false and misleading, uh, misleading statements to shareholders in regards to not informing them about this two-year investigation that the California department was looking into the company. They never actually told the shareholders about that. Uh, now the lawsuits come up, now they're finding it about it now, and so lots of these shareholders over the course of the last while have been obviously making purchasing and selling decisions based on what the company was giving them. The company was trying to keep this under wraps and now they're being sued for misleading uh, and falsified information in regards to this uh, whole investigation. Uh, after all of this has been happening in the last week, Overwatch sponsors have also been dropping off uh, due to all of this nonsense. That's not surprising. You're going to see that happen Almost ubiquitously, I believe, within the esports scene for Blizzard. There's going to be a lot of sponsors drop out in that regard. And then finally, because obviously all of this stuff is going to dramatically slow down any game development that could even be happening at Blizzard right now, Diablo is the first one to be, uh, Diablo Immortal has been the first one to be announced to be delayed into 2022. That is the Don't You Guys Have Phones game uh, now coming. In 2022. So keep your phone for an extra year uh, and hope for the best. That's all the updates for that absolute five alarm fire for the last seven days. Find out what happens next week. Next week. After that, Battlefield 2042, Mr. Black, having a banner little uh, announcement window. It was the most discussed game on the interwebs for a full month. Uh, after it's, uh, after it's being shown off. Uh, this is all coming from the EA's, uh, recent, um, internal, uh, meetings. Uh, and so, after that as well, uh, we're also going to be, this was announced, we're also going to be given, uh, 2042's story in the form of short film. So we're not getting a game, you know, four or six hour game thing. So whatever story that they're attaching to this multiplayer function... Uh, is uh, is going to be given in the short film. The short film is called Exodus, which will... Uh, did I just see my webcam flicker? That was fucking weird. Uh, Exodus, which will premiere on August 12th on their YouTube channel. So, uh, and what is that? Next week. Of course it's a Thursday. And I bet you it's right in the middle of the podcast, too. 
So we'll be sure to talk about it if we can. Otherwise, we'll have to wait until the podcast following. Because Thursday, it's a popular one. Um, Avatar The Last Airbender got a, uh, a, had a video game pop-up on Kickstarter. And it took five minutes to fund it. Now it's well over a million dollars in funding. So for all of you Avatar The Last Airbender fans uh, that have been waiting for a comeback after M. Night Shyamalan shit all over uh, the property several times. I know some of you don't like to admit that that exists. I'm sorry. Just like Dragon Ball Evolution, it exists. I know we don't like to look in that direction, but it's over in the corner of the room. Don't stare for too long. Uh, but yeah, that got a million dollars plus in funding, and so that will uh, that will be coming up, and I'm sure that also means it's going to be hitting whatever uh, stretch goals that it's got in, uh, in mind. So if you're a fan of that uh, franchise, great news there. Also great news for Mass Effect fans, Mr. Black, the Legendary Edition that came out. That's the one that got, like, the remastered, updated, whatever the fuck, for 1, 2, and 3. Uh, has done way better than they thought it was going to, in terms of sales. Uh, and said that specifically when they were talking about the reports. Uh, I don't, I have question marks here, because I'm, I, I was thinking, you know, what did they, did they think that it was going to fail miserably or something? I, like, it was like Andromeda came out and bombed. So everyone was looking for, just give me old Mass Effect, but make it new. Give me something to hold on to. And it was all sorts of buzz. So I'm very confused as to why they thought it was going to suck some balls or some shit. I don't know what the, what the thought process with it there was, but it did super well, uh, which is great news because now that likely means that for fans of the Dragon Age side of the Bioware catalog, you're probably going to see this same treatment crop up for the Dragon Age titles. Now, how far up the line that goes, I don't know. Would they go all the way to Inquisition? I, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, all the same, very likely that you're going to be, uh, that you're going to be seeing that. However, uh, it could be one of those things where you wait until the new Dragon Age is coming up, put that shit out just before, get everyone hyped, la di da da Although we also said that about the Mass Effect stuff, but we don't have a new Mass Effect game coming up anytime soon, so, uh, fuck it. We'll find out. <laughs> Whenever it happens. Did you play any of the Dragon Age ones? Like, even when the first one popped up first years one. ago? Yeah, I played what the did, first. Do you remember what you thought of the first one? Because that's the one that, like, uh, that one, everyone says fuck two, and then they get back on board for three. Yeah, I I, I only remember the first one, and then after that, I don't, I don't remember. I think I played part of two, and then just never finished it. Yeah, I didn't even talk. I didn't even touch two. Inquisition is liked a lot, but the first one was was pretty good. I tried to play the first one a second time, though. Couldn't do it. Like, uh, the pacing was fucking terrible. It was like, you'd get this... Uh, how much you remember the game, I don't know, but you'd get, like, this three-hour uh, gameplay window where you're in combat almost the entire time, and then you'd go back to, like, the campsite, and you'd have, like, five hours of just talking to fucking characters. Yeah. And I love both of those things, but if we could, like, intermingle those oh, two things... A little bit, yeah. <laughs> A little bit. That'd be great. As much as I love just listening to characters talk for five hours, let's back that off a little bit. Uh, so yeah, that's a good chance that you're going to see Bioware uh, get a chance to uh, to do that, or some other company do it for them. Uh, next up in numbers that are not shocking but are still kind of fucking crazy, Nintendo Switch has shipped just shy of 90 million units. 85 million of which are estimated to be in the hands of consumers. So shipping means, you know, when you hear somebody's ship 
units, it means that they're to the storefronts. Doesn't necessarily mean they've sold that many units, but in this case, they are estimating that only 5 million Switch units are currently not off of a store shelf somewhere uh, in the Crazy. world, which is fucking nuts. Uh, that's a lot of consoles to sell, and if you're wondering why Nintendo just doesn't give a fuck, there now you is. know. <laughs> now you know. They got fuck you money. They got all kinds of fuck you money. They don't give a fuck. Wait for this new OLED switch to come out that's going to mean absolutely nothing, but people are still going to buy it like fucking crazy. Oh, the money. Just swimming in it. They're using the same fucking internals, Jeff. It's literally just slapping an OLED in there, calling it a day, and they're going to sell, like, another 30 million fucking units of that bitch. Why not? Get it. God bless them. God fucking bless them. Uh, Sony's, oh, this was a kind of one of the more interesting notes this week. Sony's PlayStation Plus subscriber count has declined for the first time ever. So up until this point, it's done nothing but climb, much, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure Xbox Live or their services would have been similar, because it's just the attach rate goes up with the number of users on the platforms. So up until this point, it's been more or less climbing. Now it's for the first time ever has dropped, uh, and it's dropped by a little over one and a half million subscribers. It's not a small number. Um, nobody really has any guesses as to why this is the case. Um, you could make a bunch of guesses, but really, who knows? I think the thing to do would be wait another couple months, and if it keeps going down, then you have a better idea. I think the easy thing to say right now would be people just don't care about Sony's online offerings, by and large. Uh, the games they're providing for free, whatever the fuck, just not impressing people and they're dropping off. Uh, it could be that uh, it could be that Xbox's Game Pass has taken a couple of people away uh, just based on value uh, proposition. Uh, but I think, again, that one specifically, I would need to see their numbers drop another couple consecutive months to be like, all right, something is taking users away. Like, you can have a random fucking blip uh, pop up like this, but if it's a couple more months, then yeah, we'll have maybe a better idea. But for now, nobody really knows why. But one and a half million, I'm sure internally they're trying to figure out how do we reverse that shit. Because you don't want to see that next month. That's for sure. Because I think the, the total number was like 40-something. I, I think it's like 40-something million. So like a one and a half million is a, for one month is a relatively... Yeah, it's not small. Uh, one month or one year, I can't remember which one. Either way, it's not small. Like that's a relatively big chunk for, for one period, so... <clears throat> so yeah, anyway, we'll uh, we'll see if any more of that comes up. Uh, after a huge run on Twitch for early access period, uh, the Amazon Game Studios New World uh, has been delayed again. So this is the second time it's been delayed, this time into 2022. That's not surprising. It's a massive game. It was in development right in the midst of COVID. Big shocker that it's going to get pushed into 2022 like damn near every other game that was going to originally release this year. Uh, but it did do... Big numbers on Twitch. I mean, Jesus, I don't know if they were paying everyone to play this bitch uh, or what, but uh, lots of people were watching and playing that thing. Did you see anyone uh, play the uh, play the game at all? I mean, I tuned into a couple streams for, you know, two, three minutes at a time, like nothing. I, yeah, I, 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 didn't, get, really, I didn't get a chance to, uh, to, to catch I any of it. I didn't yet. I'll, I'll probably check it out, like, when the game actually comes out, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, outside of that. I mean, I was hearing a lot of positive shit. I didn't hear, like, a lot yeah. of negative... Uh, stuff around it, uh, and people had their hands on it for a fair chunk of time. So, 
Uh, so yeah, it seems like it's got, you know, some promise, which is good, because Amazon's game studio hasn't launched really a single fucking game, so, other than the Top Gear game, and I don't think that counts, I think we just forget that that happened, we're starting from scratch, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I know I'll, I'll probably also, like you, play it when it actually comes out, versus playing it in early access, but, now we get to wait until 2022, like everything else. You know, I said on Twitter this the other day, 2022, bro, that year be thick. With games, I mean, uh, I this- mean, listen, I it's gonna be <laughs> thick, man. But I I suspect more delays coming into twenty twenty two. But full year into like twenty twenty three, full like de- type of delays. I think so. Uh, probably for several games. I don't think it's gonna be as thick as what people think it is. Uh, I think. Uh, I think some will do it more because they just don't want to be alongside the other fifty million games launching well, in twenty twenty two. That's literally why it's going to happen is, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these companies, right. It's going to be a, uh, a dick swinging contest where it's like people, people are going to have to like, there's going to be major releases and then all the other games are going to have to maneuver around these releases. And then if they figure like, okay, well, fuck if this game, this new world game is coming out, Games that are kind of like New World or that aren't a shooter or whatever are going to have to like play around and they're going to have to wait three months, six months. Um, there's a lot of competition happening. It's like in the movie business. You, you, just because a game is ready doesn't mean you just release it. There's a huge like, you know, time of the year. Then then companies got to wait because they got to hit a certain quarter quota for stockholders. They gotta they gotta make sure that they're going up at certain times of the year where people are more likely to spend money to buy games or stay in the house and play them. They gotta uh there there's many, many different things. It's not like, oh shit, the game is released. Oh, let's just release it in next month. Um and when they when there's two, three games getting released in a very short period of time that are kind of big deal games, you can't just throw a game out there because that could lose you uh millions of copies in sales because people just only have so much money to to do the only games that i can see that will follow through no matter what are games that are going to go on game pass you know games that people that they're like oh you know what like people are going to have their subscriptions are going to play them when they when they want but the ones that are heavily dependent on a date and pushing uh, a copy i think people are going to be very shocked on how many games get delayed again um it might not be to like 2023 for all of them but a lot of these games i would not expect to see them in the first quarter of 2022 you'll see a couple and then a lot of them will start they'll come out at weird times too there'll probably be some that'll be coming out in like july or you know august september like just times where like yeah the odd game will come out but uh they're just going to try and find a window and capitalize if they can't find it they're going to delay it till they find one yeah it's uh it's a it's super messy because uh, most of these are just like the the development window has been completely fucked and like you said it's like the movies you know you're you're trying to navigate around the waters of how many other competitive uh games versus you know in the movies how many other competitive movies are coming out at the same time it's like um, right now the rumor is that the Matrix 4 and, uh, was it the next, um, Mission Impossible are the same day 
or some yeah. shit. Like that'd be wild. Yeah. That's a it's good, not gonna happen. That it's would be happen. insane. Yeah, it's just not gonna happen. Right? Uh, so so you, you've got to move. Somebody's yeah. got to, you know, somebody's got to make that make that move. And uh, and, and and so yeah, I do think twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three are gonna be pretty banger years in general because so many games have been uh, have been delayed. And so you're going to get this concentration of games that would have normally been spread over, out over maybe three years, but now they're coming in this two-year window. And so I think we're going to see like uh, something similar to a 1997, 1998, or a 2004-2005 window, whatever, where we just had like these fucking epic runs uh, of games. Uh, and most of that is just because of the pandemic and all these, uh, all these delays. So it will be a, uh, a wild ride to say the least, but interestingly enough, because everything's moved out of the way, I actually think that Microsoft Flight Simulator has a good chance game of the year. Come on. 2021. Microsoft Flight Simulator. Let's go, baby. If there ever was a year they could do it, this is it. This is the one. This yeah. is the one. Bring it home. Bring it home. Uh, uh, yes. Speaking of other games that are actually coming out this year, and I, I, I don't doubt it, uh, I think at this point, after this test... Halo Infinite's flight test uh, went remarkably well, all things considered, aside from, of course, the first day or so they had some server issues, but at this point, I just expect that shit for every game that's testing, or otherwise, the first couple of days, the servers just get completely pounded until they figure it out. Um, they were very open and active about the entire fix process for everything on Twitter, so everyone was kept in the loop, so there was nobody like wondering what was going on, so they, they handled that. Uh, well and got it fixed with uh, within reasonable amount of time. Otherwise, pretty much every reaction I've seen to the the flight test were positive. I haven't seen really anyone be negative uh, about the experience. Everyone was very happy, especially given the uh, how old the build is. You know, the build that they would have been playing with would have been a couple of months old at this point. Uh, there's still uh, several months before the game is actually going to release. And so I, uh, everyone was very positive in general. They, a lot of people, the, the common thread was that despite the fact that it played, you know, with a, a little bit more speed than a traditional Halo, that they uh, all felt like it felt like, it still felt like Halo. Like it felt like old Halo. Uh, lots of crazy moments and clips were going up on online. That grapple hook, as much as I hate on it, I know it's going to produce some wild plays and people are already putting up some crazy ass Spider-Man shit. With that fucking grappling hook uh, coming up with, uh, like, I mean, grapple hook rocket launcher with some crazy shit. I saw a guy with the grapple hook and the hammer where he would just grapple the ground below the player he was coming at. And in flight with the hammer, like you're going at him at like a thousand miles an hour. Just fucking wham! Just fucking a dude up with the hammer. Uh, so there's lots of, uh, of, uh, uh, of kind of new and fresh tactical stuff that comes out of that grappling hook. Uh, also, people were really impressed with the bots, like the AI bots, because for some of it, or for most of it, people were playing against the AI, and then for uh, a couple of short stints, they were playing in PvP, uh, and they did they did the AI in a ramp, so they started at the bottom of the difficulty scale, and they ramped it all the way up until I think they call it, I think it's literally called Spartan difficulty or some shit, um, and uh, towards the end of that scale... They were starting to fuck people up pretty good. And not only that, but they programmed the AI to once in a while drop the classic teabag. So they got, you got bots fucking on you and then also fucking on you uh, in your death. Uh, and, uh, and so, yeah, it was, people were, were pretty impressed with, uh, with that as well. 
Nobody was really complaining. There's some funny shit coming out of it, too. Like, the physics were fucky. Like, people punching another person, they just, like, full send to the fucking moon. Like, all the physics were fucked. So people were going to, like, a new planet, getting punched in the back of the head, uh, amongst other things that you would expect. You know, glitchy and buggy stuff, but... Uh, very positive overall and watching what I, what I, you know, seeing what I saw and watching and, and seeing everyone, uh, how they were enjoying it gave me, gave me a little bit of hope that Halo might not be complete dog shit when it comes out. They might've, you know, they might pull this off. It, they might pull the 180, uh, after that original showing and make this work. Uh, did you see, see any, did you see anything like, uh, at all? So you didn't catch any, no. uh, any of the streams? No, nah, didn't, didn't check it out. Still. <laughs> um, not overly interested in Halo. I'm just no, I'm not. Kinda, I'm not no, I, yeah. I, I didn't expect that to be the case. I'm still kind of checked out, man. But mm. uh, we'll see. I'm rooting for it as a gamer. But yeah, we'll see. It's it's better. Th- it, it looked better than I thought it was going to. I really did think it was just going to be like, uh, I thought we were just going to get kind of Halo uh, without it being modernized in a way that would attract new players. But, you know, there was a lot of. Uh, positive, you know, not just players that played Halo before, but also players that had never gotten into Halo or played Halo were also really, really enjoying themselves, which is obviously, arguably, the more important of the two demographics that this Halo has to hit, is we already know the people that like Halo are going to play this fucking Halo game. Halo needs new blood. They need young people to give a fuck. And so that's, uh... You know that's uh, that was uh, perhaps the most uh, the most positive part of that. So they'll have more of uh, of those, I'm sure, between now and release, uh, and uh, we'll see how those go. But for now, they made it so far. They passed the first test. Uh, lastly, here we've got Phil Spencer. Philly came out and said, "All right, guys, look, we know that everyone's excited, but you gotta get your expectations in check. Elder Scrolls Six is not coming out before Fable." Fable is, is coming, coming first. Before Star, it's not coming out before uh, Starfield either. No, well, Starfield will come out before either of these two. So it'll be yeah. Starfield, Fable. Dude, you're not going to see Elder, Elder Scrolls, Scrolls 6. Probably until like 2025, 2024. I could see, I could see 2025. Yeah, 2025 is probably when you're going to see it. I could, I she could a see. Long way, she a long way away. She's a very long way away. She's a long. It could be even 2026. Honest could, to God, it really it could, could be. It could be. It could be 2027, <laughs> depending on how big start. It might just Seriously, never happen. If Starfield, if, Starfield, <laughs> if Starfield does well, they're not going to release this game in in any considerable window. It's just not going to happen. So, you know what I said on Twitter though, uh, when this was announced, or Phil said this. I said, to be completely honest, because Bethesda's track record has been so dog shit for the last, like, over half a decade now, like, it's just been terrible. I'm more interested in seeing what Playground Games does with a new Fable than I am Elder Scrolls Six. That's, that's more exciting to me, is seeing what the guys that are typically guys and girls behind uh, behind Forza Horizon is going to, or are going to do with Fable than I am, because I already kind of know what I'm going to get, I think, when it comes to the, the Elder Scrolls Six, Um, my expectations are so low for that game. I know I'm going to get the same bugs I had in Morrowind. Oh, yeah, it's going to be the same shit. Bro. It's going to be the same shit. It's going to look a little bit better. 
Uh, it's yeah. going to have a couple of new features that will be hideously broken at launch. Uh, and and mods or modders are going to fix their shit for them. Yep. I, I have yep. no faith beyond that. Zero. So I think because of that, I just like my... My expectations are so low for that. And it's just like, look, you know what? Fuck it. Give me Fable. Uh, Fable is more of an unknown. What the shit does Fable look like after all these years of not having a mainline Fable? Let alone what does Fable look like coming from uh, Playground Games. So, yeah, more interested in Fable. And now I know it's going to come before Elder Scrolls Six. So I suspect we're going to see Fable in... I mean, if Starfield is first and Starfield... Probably 2024 is when you're probably probably 2024. So, like a Starfield in 2023, Fable 2024, against all odds, Elder Scrolls 6 2025. <laughs> I, I doubt it. it. Might be 2026. It man. might be 2026 though. It yeah, could. It's. It, it's it could be, be a long time. It could be. Uh, and that's all we got for game news. Unless you saw something pop up for you. Nothing. Which means then it's time to sell out, Mister Black. Tell me how I can make my setup. That much more functional, please. Thank well, you. well, I mean, before you set up your setup, you got to make sure that Technical Elf is set up. You can do that by going to <laughs> patreon.com slash leg TV and throwing money at the screen. You guys are still keeping this podcast going. And we got to run this thing into the dirt until you guys just don't want to be here anymore. You're not supporting it. So as of right now, y'all are still showing monthly love. So we still showing up every week. It's what we do. All right. It doesn't matter what's going on in our lives. All right. Most of the time we're here. All right. So patreon.com slash lag TV and keep this decade old couple together <laughs> on the internet for as long as humanly possible. Okay. So go over there and do that. Thank you. <laughs> um, and after you're done doing that, then you can go to nordvpn.com slash OTT and get yourself 74% off and four bonus months. That's right. Not one, not two, not three, but four bonus months when you get a two-year subscription. This is the biggest deal. I've been with NordVPN for almost two years. This is the biggest one yet, all right? They're going They're going all out here. And I know a lot of you guys now have some renewals happening. So it's that time. It's time to get some of those extra months and support the podcast at the same time. Stay safe. Stay anonymous on the internet. Watch different regions of Netflix with the click of a button. Mm. Watch region block content on the internet. Mm. All right. Don't use public Wi-Fi and just sit on their connection anymore. Mm-mm. Pull it up on your app on your phone. All right. Android, iPhone, doesn't matter. Get the NordVPN app. Click of a button. You're now from, I don't know, anywheres, Greenland. All right. You're you're from wherever you want to be. Fucking Greenland. From. Whatever. If that's where you want to go, or that's where you want to pretend you're at, you go ahead and do that, all right? So make sure you go on over there. Hey, up to six simultaneous devices, which means you only need one account per household. Everybody in the household uh, can go ahead and log into the same account, and you can have up to six simultaneous devices, all right? Phones, smart TVs, laptops, desktops, Macs, whatever. Uh, Make it happen, all right? NordVPN.com slash OTT, promo code OTT. And with a 30-day money-back guarantee, you can try it. And if you don't like it, you get your money back. If you don't like being Greenland for 30 days, get your money back. And you know what? If you don't like being in Greenland for 30 days, switch it up. Go to Turkey. Be Turkish. Head on over to Greece. 
Wherever it is that you need to go virtually, you can do it. All right? The servers are fast. It's 2021. It's almost 2022. Who doesn't have a VPN now? If you don't have one, get into the future. I'm, I, I can almost guarantee you the way the internet's going, everything's going to be fucking region blocked at some point. Literally. Get a VPN. It's that easy. All right? Trick everybody. Even your ISP provider. Trick them all. Up next, we got Elgato. If you guys don't have a Stream Deck, you all got to get one. If you don't have a Wave USB microphone, you got to get one. If you don't have their their Wave, uh, no, sorry, their, what is it called? Um, uh, uh, their their new one that plugs in um, with the Phantom Power, their audio. Um, Wave XLR? Bam! Wave XLR. There it is, baby. Hey, listen. Now, it's not just plug and play. You got options. All right? For those that want to just plug in USB and go on the fly, you got the Wave 3. All right? Go pick that up. It's a great microphone with all kinds of bells and whistles. Don't waste your money on a Go XLR. Don't be... Don't fall for the shitty marketing that these guys, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, competitors, I'm just going to say it, all right? The machine is garbage, all right? It's a big chunk of plastic with some lights. The preamps are dog shit. I'm just going to say it. The Go XLR has more software issues than any other you than any other plug-and-go audio interface I've ever seen in the space, period. That's all I see. What's going on? Why is this not picking up in the game? Why isn't this compatible with OBS? Oh, I don't know. Because it's Go XLR. Now, you've got an option. Now, you can get the Wave XLR. And you can get all the bells and whistles and effects and all this other stuff that the plastic competitor gives. But now you can get a piece of hardware that actually... Isn't about the flash. And it's about the use case. It's about the substance. That's it. Stop falling for it. Just because your streamer was sent out a free Go XLR doesn't mean it's good. Okay? Doesn't mean it's good. So go on out there and pick yourself up a Wave XLR if you're in the market for it. That means phantom power. The preamps are great. You don't need to have a cloud lifter. All right, you can have high-end audio quality without going to the high-end price range. Yeah, okay, yeah. I got a I got a sixteen hundred dollar Apollo Twin. All right, you can go ahead and get the Go X or not the don't go and get the Go XLR. You can go ahead and get the Wave XLR and do virtually what I do with a much more expensive piece of hardware. And for the stuff that you're likely using it for, you are not going to tell a difference. You're just not. I can hook this Neumann up to the Wave XLR. I can't do that on a Go XLR. Because it's going to sound like... You just don't do that. So go get your Shure 
SMB7 or whatever one, whatever one you're getting, SM7B, and plug it in to the Wave XLR. It's their newest product. Along with, they've got a webcam now. All right? Forever, we've been using the Logitech C920. Hell, I'm using it right now. I don't have my Elgato uh, webcam yet. I don't have it. It's coming. It's coming. Can't wait to replace this. Go, go ahead and pick yourself up. I'm trying here, all right? I'm selling out. I'm selling out, all right? All right? And at a price point, the best of both worlds can upgrade that quality. You don't need to spend massive amounts of money on a DLSLR camera. None of that. It's another plug and play. Hey, get yourself a face cam, all right? Get yourself a face cam from Elgato. If you don't got one, you all got to get one. And if you can find one, because this this stuff's selling out like hotcakes at McDonald's. That's what that is selling out. Number one selling webcam on the planet. It's happening. There's a reason. It's because Elgato makes great products. And if you if you got deep pockets, you want to keep going? I can keep going. We got soundproofing. Not just soundproofing that you rip off some shit on the back and you slap it onto the paint and when you take it off, you take off half your wall with it. No. Now we got some good, high-quality soundproofing that you can make designs and make it look special and unique for your own. Put your own personality in there so that when it's on camera, it doesn't look like ass. Looks nice. Looks like, hey, you see what Adam's got going on there? He's got his own little design going. <laughs> what I'm saying is it won't look like It this. looks like ass. <laughs> All right, but Adams is homemade, all right? So you can't hate on it that much, all right? Homebrew. It's a homebrew. It's a homebrew, all right? Um, what other products I got? What else they got? They got capture cards. They got capture cards, they got mouse mats, they've got key lights, they've got low profile mic arms. Look, there's there's my key light. Wanna know what's great about the key light? It turns on, it's like, hmm, how dark is it? And then it configures, and then, oh, boom. Incredible. See Elgato key light. Just like that, man. Just like that. Incredible. That's it. That's all Elgato's getting from me today, all right? I'm selling it pretty hard. <laughs> we didn't get a raise or anything. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just in the mood. Because they got good stuff, all right? It's true. In the description, all right? Uh, Elgato's there and NordVPN, and all jokes aside, shout out to everybody that's supporting the sponsors, because that's a big... Moving factor in this still going as well. So if you're in the market for any of those things, yeah, I'm kind of going a little over the top here, but the stuff is good. So go check it's, it out. It's very good. Go read the reviews. Just don't take my point of view. Obviously, I'm biased to a degree. Um, they pay me to say this stuff. But the reality is the stuff is good. So go. don't just take my word for it. Go check out YouTube reviews. Go check out the Amazon reviews. And they're going to mimic, for the most part, what I'm saying. Speaking of, but you don't have to take my word for it, it's time for Movies and TV.
Motherfuckers did LeVar Burton dirty, man. He's not going to be the fucking permanent host of Jeopardy. You know who is? Who is looking like? Who? Some white dude who's already a producer on the show. You know, that guy, that guy probably had it locked in. You know, he literally, the guy who was also probably making the decision said, you know what? I I choose myself. (laughs) I've been watching Alec for decades and I've been sitting in the corner just hoping that one day I'm going to get my chance. Today's that day. Bro, how you ignore the world? I ain't giving it to Burton. I'm taking this shit. (laughs) Because you know once Burton gets it, he ain't leaving it. We can't have a black man hosting Jeopardy, Jeff. It's literally unacceptable. We do it for short stints. I mean, Guest when appearances. You do, I mean, when you do think about it, Jeopardy is a pretty white show. White. Uh, um, I, 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 you can't tell I'm me LeVar wouldn't have opened that shit up to a whole different audience while still oh. retaining basically every other person that watches the show as is. It depends. I don't know the demographics for Jeopardy, and it would be an actual. It it it, it would be actually kind of intriguing to see mm. exactly where most of like the high spots of viewership. Because I mean, depending on where Jeopardy does its best, having a black host might actually hurt it. But the question is, he would bring in another demographic that don't probably give a flying fuck about jeopardy um you know i'm just gonna say it the black community um i know listen guys this isn't me being racist all right but let's just keep it a hundred if you've got if you've got most black folks are gonna watch steve harvey on family feud instead of watching whoever this other producer is on Jeopardy. How many penis jokes can you get into a single afternoon episode of Family Feud, Mr. Black? Yeah, I mean, a lot uh, when you're watching it with Steve Harvey, right? So on Jeopardy, you ain't getting, you you ain't, you ain't really getting any of that, right? It's very, very white, preppy, old school, you know, even like the new school people that watch Jeopardy are kind of like, it reminds me, it, it, you know, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not the demographic that that Burton would would bring. It just isn't, um, or or add to the show. I'm not saying it's a bad show. It's just not really part of our culture. Um, and I'm not speaking to my ass when I say that. I'm sure if they if we had, and um, you could probably find it on the internet. Um, I would I would reckon the African American viewership on the show is in the single digits of percent. Of the entire show, Probably. There, I, 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 I can't imagine even ten percent of the viewership for Jeopardy being black. I just can't. Um, but who knows? Maybe it probably maybe was it when Levar was hosting. Yeah, probably for a short period of time, <laughs> yeah. um, or or it would have got it would have gotten there. Um, but it is what it is. Hey, maybe this guy's a great host. Um, who knows? I, I'm right? going to be honest. Somebody said it best. He kind of looks like he, uh, he's somebody that's got like one of those faces where he's going to murder your family and then eat them. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. Great. He's, he, he kind of does look like the, uh, a, a crazy white dude. I'm going to, I'm to be honest. The headshot did not do him favors. You know, some people just got that crazy look. He could be the nicest guy in the world. That headshot though. 
Not doing him any, favor, uh, any favors. There you go. LeVar Burton. It's all right. He'll do other things. He'll do more commercials for Ryan fucking, uh... Oh, God. Why did I just blank on his last name? Deadpool, Jeff, for God's sake. Oh, Ryan Reynolds? Reynolds. There you go. He'll do more commercials for Ryan Reynolds, Aviator, Gin. Everyone got their own alcohol now, Mr. Black. That's how you become a billionaire in Hollywood these days. Yeah, alcohol. Just... Attach your name to some shitty uh, alcoholic drink, and it'll just sell large amounts of copies. Just do that. Scarlett Johansson, however, on the other uh, hand, is trying to take another route to becoming a billionaire by uh, suing Disney over the uh, Disney Plus releases of their of her film. Uh, other people are doing this as well. I, I I didn't write down the rest of the names, but uh, she was the forefront, the first one to really come out and give them the business, at least the one that got the most traction in social media. Uh, this is in regards, obviously, to Black Widow, uh, and, uh, you know, Black Widow was done filming and whatnot before COVID really popped off, to my recollection, and I suspect that the contract for her remuneration, uh, that's how you say that word, right? Uh, her pay, uh, probably involved in large part a percent cut of whatever the, the, the numbers were in theater specifically. You, you get bonuses. You get yeah. bonuses depending on box office uh, yeah. performance, etc. And obviously and that's going to get reduced if you go pretty quickly well, if, into Disney+. If you do Plus. Day and day, yeah, if you go day and day release on yeah. digital and theatrical, yeah. you're not going to make as much money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Scarlett Johansson, it's a big deal. This is kind of huge because, you know, Scarlett Johansson apparently tried to work out a deal with Disney. Um, and the Disney basically said, no, uh, we're not giving you anything extra. We paid you. They even came out and did a statement where we're like, Hey, we paid Scarlett Johansson $20 million and, uh, blah, blah, blah. So they basically tried to throw it back in her face and kind of get the public against her and making it seem like she's a Bro, whiny you know you what know, yeah you know million, you know they're wrong million. you know they're wrong and yeah. they're fucking and they're fucking with contract law which is by the way the last thing even not even Disney wants to fuck with contract law you know they're in the wrong when they don't say anything but look at Scarlett Johansson complaining about making all this money during a pandemic that's literally what they said. They didn't yeah. say anything about the contract. They said, oh, she's complaining, and it was a pandemic, and boo-hoo, and like you said, trying to turn the public against her. Oh, it's 100% what they did. They it's they don't... Disney and other companies, they don't just out and just say, oh, we paid this actor or actress this much money. You don't say that. You say that when you're trying to get public uh, uh, approval of saying, oh, look at this spoiled, super-rich... Hollywood actress looking for more money. But the reality is, is they signed a contract and she, all she wanted was, was compensation for, from the Disney plus sales, um, instead of just the theatrical sales. Problem is, is Disney didn't want to do that because it sets a precedent. The moment that they pay her, then they got to do this for everybody else. And apparently from what I'm gathering is Actors and actresses are basically paid X amount of dollars and then their content goes on Disney Plus. And what she's fighting for as well is she's saying, I want to not only do I want a piece of the the sales, just like the theatrical stuff, but I also want a piece 
of the retention that you're getting because you're using my movie and you're doing it to get subscriptions that are going to stay on Disney Plus and it's because of my work and we didn't agree to that. So I want a piece of the pie and they obviously don't want to say yes to this because if they do, then you're going to have all these other major actors and actresses working for Disney Plus and working for or for Disney where they go on Disney Plus and they're going to want a piece of the pie too because the moment that they do it for one person, everybody else is going to get up in arms. So they immediately said, no, no, I ain't giving you nothing, which was stupid. They should have went behind the scenes, worked out a deal, wrote her a check to shut her the fuck up, and now she's out public, airing out what Disney does. They didn't give a shit about the money she's losing out on, uh, and they only wanted to fill their own pockets. Um, so this day-in-day release thing is is uh, these these companies getting a little bit more greedy. Not only that, since the day-in-day release stuff has come out on digital and theatrical, the piracy rates have gone through the fucking roof. It, it is historically the most pirated that all these movies that are coming out, everybody's, there are millions of people watching these movies for free at home in high quality. It's getting to the point where um, there has been rumor and talks that it's so bad and these companies are losing so much money that pretty soon they're going to put it, be putting watermarks on uh, the movies when they come out on digital. So people don't know this, but a lot of times when uh, reviewers and press are given screeners for movies to watch at home, they whether have like it's watermarks and shit on they them. have a big fucking watermark there and you got to watch the movie like with watermark, <laughs> yeah. like in the middle of the fucking screen. There is talks that that might actually start happening for movies for people at home. That way they know where the movie's coming from so that they, so that they can actively go after people that are taking the stuff and putting them out on, uh, on the internet. But then there's the argument, well, why people aren't going to want to watch a movie with fucking Disney slapped in the middle or whatever uh, and aren't going to want to pay for it to rent it at home. If Fair. That's what you're watching. <laughs> so it, there's, huh. all, there's all kinds of fuckery going on right now. Um, and it's a big deal. My guess is, is they're going to end up settling. Um, uh, what's his face there? Um, there's the a couple of runs- people. Yeah, they're, they're, dude, there's, they're, it, it's basically Scarlett Johansson. Um, but she's putting everything on the line right now because, I mean, you're going up against Disney. And on top of that, you know, she's been in like 18 Disney movies or whatever. Um, she's basically biting the hand that feeds her. But at the she's same time, she's in a pretty good biting. position. Oh, yeah. She's, especially if other actors and actresses start get rallying behind her. Um, it's, it could be a big shitstorm, and a lot of people don't do this sort of stuff because once you get on the bad side of a company like Disney, like it can hurt your fucking career um, big time, um, especially when you know your biggest role is with Disney. Uh, so this is what this is what's going down right now. We'll see what happens. I'm sure there'll be a settlement, um, and they'll write her a check um, and make things right, and then there'll be a bunch of press, and she'll come out and say, "Oh, you know, we." We work, we work something out, and they were more than fair, and blah blah blah. And Kevin Feige's pissed off with Disney because Kevin Feige wanted to pay um, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, Disney was like, "No, I ain't doing that." Um, 
probably just because it sets a precedent. And they once they do it for one person, that's the show, right? So my guess is, is a lot of these shows now and these movies that are potentially going to go on both at the same time if they keep doing this, um, there's going to be some new contracts that are going to be signed, obviously. And they're going to have to... Oh, that was going to have to happen regardless. Because before, because before, they had these old contracts and they were expecting the movies to go right into theater. And then they realized that, like, hey, we can't just do theater because we're in the middle of COVID. Um, or we're at the tail end of COVID. Theaters aren't back to what they were, and we need to make as much money as we can. So they're fucking over the the filmmakers because it's not just the actors. There's filmmakers, directors, certain people, production, certain people get back-end points depending on how a movie does. And Disney is not giving a fuck about any of them. Now, Warner Brothers, they went and paid out a whole fuck ton of money. I think they paid like a billion dollars um for all these movies that they're putting out like the matrix and all these things that they're, that they're they're putting out all these movies in theater and um and at home at the same time but disney didn't do any of that um uh, disney was like nah bro i'm disney <laughs> you know i do what i want and then scarlett johansson was like nah not with my money and disney was like well we get we paid you 20 million dollars what are you complaining about like, and i'm gonna take did, that 20 million dollars i'm gonna pay somebody to sue your ass is what exactly. I'm gonna do. <laughs> because it's not even it's not even just her money, bro. It's her money, her agent's money, her lawyer's money. Like she's got a team, right? Everybody everybody's taking a piece of this, right? And the 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 less money she makes, the less money everybody makes, right? So and let's just be real here. Disney's swimming in fucking money. These guys Bro, did we already know Disney's dirty as fuck? I mean, legitimately fire tens of thousands of employees to raise their sea level. Yeah, uh, salaries back to pre-COVID levels. Yeah, bro, they're, they're making they're making so much Bruh. fucking money. Uh, just pay your just pay the people that are doing shit for you accordingly. It's never don't enough, pull, bro. It's literally never enough. Don't pull that shit. We already paid her twenty million dollars. Go fuck yourself, man. Pay her fifty <laughs> million then. You know what I mean? If you're gonna just do whatever, like, pay her fifty million. How obviously, much money do you guys fucking make. You know? Obviously, with or without you know the. Pan, you know, pandemic becoming part of the uh, the equation here. The thing is, is that they were going to have to come up with some sort of contract that was going to pay, you know, the, uh, based on this anyway for their for Disney Plus. It was going to have to happen at some point. They, if Disney thought that they were in perpetuity going to be able to put these movies onto their platform and pay zero dollars to the people involved in that movie uh, going forward, they would have been absolutely fucking insane. So. You know, I, I think, I think, I, I think, uh, you know, for as little as I know about the industry, what would almost make sense is that you know, if you you if you're gonna take into consideration that that Scarlett's looking for, uh, you know, for she example, wants the subscription points. You know, That's what re- she wants. She she wants like how much did the 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 base go up during my time? But you have to you have to put some sort of limits on that. Like you can't in perpetuity be like, all right, we're gonna give you X percent in perpetuity based on how your no, your movie performs. No, so for sure, for sure not. But it, what she what she's basically saying is saying, hey, okay, it went out in theaters, it did this much, but you also put it on Disney Plus. If it wasn't on Disney Plus, a big chunk of those people would have went to the theaters to go and watch the movie. But instead, they get to sit at home in, in the comfort of their own home and watch it. Not only that, but now we have historically high. Uh, piracy rates because you're putting out a, a basically a 4k copy of your movie owed up for everybody to just pirate and watch right so you know uh 
that is hurting. That's hurting her bottom line as well. But then, not only are they not giving her a piece of the digital on on Disney Plus, but then she goes, "Okay, well, yeah, they might not have made that much money, but hmm, how much did the Disney Plus subscription spike during that weekend? Did did five hundred thousand new subscriptions come in? Sure, the the movie might have only done maybe you know." 70 80 million dollar i'm throwing a number out 70 80 million dollars in in pay-per-view uh buys but how many millions of dollars came through because people have to be a disney plus subscriber in order to get this movie and she you know she wants a piece of that as well but then you ask yourself well this isn't the only piece of content. That's not the only reason why people would subscribe. You've got Loki, you've got Mandalorian, you've got all these other shows as well. And you and she wants a piece of the big thing. The reality is there's going to be a settlement. There'll be some new contracts. And then we will not speak of this again. That's pretty much what's going to happen. Yeah, I think it'd be like, I think it would make sense to be like, you know, look, movie comes out, we track... Uh, after the release of the of the movie to the platform, we track for like let's say a six month period subscription numbers um, within that six month period post release of that movie, and then we we track how many of those subscriptions directly watch that film within that six month period, and then come up with uh, with uh, with a pay scale based on that conversion. And then assume that that's because you can only you can only get so accurate with you know how many people specifically got the platform for this very movie yeah. you know uh, and how long they stayed on because retention like you were saying well they can't we can't be like oh retention for five years or some shit no no it I think would, they but, just need to pay a bonus I think they just need to say hey it's going yeah. to Disney Plus if it does this amount of numbers we pay you X amount like you would in theaters and then you shut the fuck up the shit is on our platform indefinitely that's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, instead of getting all that analytical with it, but who knows? Who who only knows? And I'm sure, just like in like UFC, only very specific actors and actresses are gonna get a piece of that pie. You know, most everybody else, it's gonna be like, dude, it's going on wherever we put it. This is your pay. Deal with it. I think it's just the big big stars, the ones that are driving the 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 eyes to go there. They just want a piece of it since. It's now being put there and in theaters at the same time. Hey, they can't go by the old contracts anymore. We're in a different type of new media. They gotta, they gotta adapt, right? It's just, it just took Scarlett Johansson, a big enough star, to come out publicly and make some noise yeah. to say, "Hey, you're gonna change how this is going because you're fucking us, literally." Yeah. Like, yeah, you pay me twenty million, but I should be worth forty million. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, and that's yeah, and this is just you know the pandemic spurred this on. Unfortunately, yep. it just sped it up. Yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll wait for the settlement, I guess. Uh, speaking of possibly blacklisting your career, Brendan Fraser, who, uh, whose career was basically blacklisted for a long time after he was, uh, sexually abused by, uh, one of the, uh, one of those backroom deal bros, uh, in the industry. And then when he threatened to come out and finally talk about it after being, uh, dealt, uh, the, the, the dirty for a while. Uh, the guy said, don't do that. Cause I'm going to ruin your career. And then he did. <laughs> and then Brendan Fraser got divorced and spiraled, uh, pretty miserably, uh, and had a, a series of, uh, of, uh, I believe health issues as well. And then slowly 
as the internet spurred him on from the background, everyone calling forth Brendan Fraser, he started getting uh, some more random little roles here and there uh, and making his way back in. And then, uh, oh, now he's done his full-blown... I mean, we're, we're debating what to call it. Do we call it the Renaissance? Do we call it the the the, the Brendan fraser sance This is something. But Brendan Fraser making his comeback. Now he's getting picked up by Martin Scorsese for uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Also, uh, a film by Max uh, Barbacal called Brothers. Uh, and next up, however, is a, uh, is a project from Darren uh, Aronofsky called The Whale. See, he's a busy man once again. And the internet the other day was in full-blown tweeting out Brendan Fraser love, bringing the man back. Um, and, uh, I was one of those people. I, I like that you, he was one of those guys, you listen to him in an interview or whatever, you can tell he's just a genuinely good dude that got fucking wrecked by Hollywood. Hard. Uh, and so it was nice to see him come back. Cause as much as, you know, it was, you know, he was his funny, whatever, George of the Jungle bullshit. He is honestly a pretty good actor in general. So, uh, seeing him get, uh, get his shine on again, uh, has been wonderful. And uh, I think the internet's uh, support is going to help that out quite a bit as he keeps trending like once every like three months. Brendan Fraser just goes full-blown trending. Like sometimes for no reason. Sometimes it would just, it would just be Brendan Fraser trending for the sake of Brendan Fraser uh, trending. It would just be like 40, 50,000 tweets show up <laughs> out of nowhere for Brendan Fraser. So uh, yeah, look for that. We got three projects. I think one or two of those are specific to Apple TV or whatever the fuck. Um, I'm not sure about all three of them, but, uh, but regardless, yeah, he's got, he's got his, his plate full, which is, uh, wonderful, uh, which is wonderful news. Uh, we already talked about LeVar Burton getting wrecked. So unfortunate. Venom trailer two. Did you draw, did you watch that yet? I didn't get a chance to check it out. How'd you feel? Um, I like the second trailer that dropped, uh, the most recent one more than the first one. Mm. Um, it looks, it looks like the first one except uh with bigger budget um and uh, a lot more horror like and more gruesome um which is cool i mean i my expectations for the first venom was almost zero and then when i saw it i was like holy shit that was like the not perfect, bad yeah i was like that was like <laughs> the perfect like 90s like superhero or anti-hero uh, comic book movie was like the closest thing to like the old Spider-Man, the old um, uh, uh, Spawn type uh, movies that, yeah, you know, on the level of, say, a high-end DC or a high-end Marvel movie, it doesn't compare. But it knew what it was. Um, It was a lot of fun, and it surprised the hell out of me. It was the right amount of cheesy, the right amount of corny, but the right amount of serious uh, that... I thought was a nice welcome in the sea of same comic book shit we were getting for a long time. So um, I'm still going to hold my expectations low. They're not going to be zero, but I'm still going to go into it um, with the thought that the first one could have ironically been good for all the wrong reasons and they just lucked out um, and this one could suck ass. But when they're adding Woody Harrelson in the mix as Carnage 
and the direction that it looks darker and more uh, brutal uh, with the same amount of um, self-awareness, I, I, it, it could be just as good. So I'm going to go in from a scale of one to uh, zero to 10. I'm going in with like a seven expectation, which I'm giving it a little bit of room to wow me. But if it hits the seven, I'll be, I'll be eh, okay. All right. I fucks with it. That's where I'm at. I didn't, I didn't see the full trailer, but I did notice, unfortunately, in some screen grabs, they didn't double down on Woody Harrelson's crazy ass fucking hair from the first trailer, Mr. Black. Yeah, they cut it. I was disappointed. I yeah. wanted that, that shit looked absolutely horrific, and I kind of wanted them to keep that. Keep it. That was the most. That's the most hair Woody Harrelson's had in like fucking thirty years. He was probably pretty pleased with it. Unfortunately, he doesn't get to keep that hair, so he's going to have to live with it being a bit shorter for uh, for it. But um, we already know that that like Brendan Fraser, I uh, I'm a, I'm a Woody Harrelson fan, so I'll be watching it. Yeah, for Woody oh, Harrelson. Woody Harrelson's amazing. Yeah, he's great. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to have to watch the trailer after because I haven't seen it yet, but uh, I suspect I'll have the same feelings as you. I'm not going to go in fucking banging out on some huge like expectations, but I think seven's a good a good target. You know, if if Venom. With the budget that they give Venom and whatever this next one is, which is probably maybe a few extra dollars for over the first one, maybe the special effects get better because that Dude, first, first one was Venom rough. made a billion dollars, man. It made like a bit, I think it literally made a billion dollars. Then like, they better have up, they, they better have up the fucking budget. Uh, I, I would imagine, let me see, Venom there, will, uh, let there be carnage. Let me see what the budget is. My guess is probably like $200 million budget. Because the special effects were a little suspect in the first one. Uh, let me see here. Budget. Uh, I'm not seeing it. Uh, Venom to budget. Financial budget. Okay, here we go. Uh, uh it doesn't say. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure I could find it if I looked hard enough. I think but, the first uh, one wasn't a huge budget, though. The first one was no. It was. It, it was. It wasn't super small, but it wasn't like huge. it was enormous. Okay, so the okay, the second one is a hundred and ten million dollar budget. Yeah, I thought the first one was only like fucking fifty or seventy million dollars or some shit. See, Venom. Venom. <clears throat> one budget. <laughs> yes, there you go. Give me Brendan Fraser and Woody Harrelson in a movie. Ship it. Brendan yeah, so Fraser and Nicholas Cage around, around the same budget, so it was between 100 and 116 million. Okay. The box office did 856 huh. million dollars. Huh. That movie made so much money. So yeah, yeah, it made them a lot of money. Made them a shit ton of money. That movie made a billion dollars. It's a lot of money. That's a big. That's a big turnover for the money. Yeah, like for the budget, that is. Huge, because if you what double the budget for the marketing, usually yeah, it's at least du- it's at least double. Sometimes it's a little bit more than that. So yeah. like, say for example, it's they call cost three hundred million dollars. We'll say three hundred million bucks, all in. Maybe Half a bill, all in. Yeah, Half a made, bill on shit tons of money. Huge. Yep, shit tons of money. So anyway, yeah. No, see on that side while you were looking that up. I'm see now it's a, Brendan Fraser, Nicholas Cage, Woody Harrelson. All in the same film. I don't know what the fuck it is. Pig 2. Make it happen. Pig 2. Electric Boogaloo. I still haven't... Is is Pig available to watch yet? I don't know. Probably. I need to find a place to watch that movie. Uh, 
what else do we got here? Let's see, we covered that, we covered that, we covered that. We, what's our time? Oh, we're good. Uh, we covered that. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Amazon show. Got the date, September 2nd, 2022. There so it is. buckle up for whatever that's going to bring. Good or bad, 2022, September 2nd. Uh, and then last but not least, South Park's creators signed a nearly uh, a nearly $1 billion deal. It was 900 mil. Uh, for more episodes and movies over the next six years. I think there was a whole bunch of movie uh, signings for this. Oh, and a new game as well. So we're getting another South Park game, a bunch of movies, a bunch of more episodes spanning the next six years, $900 million deal. Yep, it's a lot of money. Seth MacFarlane must have so much money, he don't even know what to do with it. Oh, just swimming. All the monies. Swimming in it. So there you go. If you're a South Park fan, great news. You've got over a half decade more of, of fresh South Park content games coming your awesome, way. The games are fun. And the games are better than they have any right to be. Yeah, seriously. Like, they're, they're not, just not bad games. Like, they're good, <laughs> good, funny games. South Park's not supposed to have a video game that that's good that, or that, that, that are uh, that good, but uh, here we are. Now they have two of them. I watched, uh, I watched Jungle Cruise. Oh! How was Jungle Cruise? Out of ten, six, six. That's where. That's it, right? It's um. It's basically. It's got a. I will say, Dwayne Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt's chemistry was great, and Dwayne Rock Johnson's got some of the most funny dad jokes in the movie that I think I've I may have ever heard. Okay. Um. Outside of that. It was like a it it was it was almost like they were trying to recreate Pirates of the Caribbean f- like vibe where it's like adventurous and fun and bright and you know comedic and campy and family friendly all at the same time and it just wasn't as good as Pirates of the Caribbean way better than the old Pirates of the Caribbean or like the or like sorry the new Pirates of the Caribbean stuff but um I don't know, man. I think it's probably gonna. I think it's probably a really good movie for families to watch. I think they, they. I think they got that right. Uh, but for me personally, like it was just, bleh. it was like, uh, bah. Uh, bah, bah. I've already, I've already forgot about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I had no interest in seeing. It. I suspect M's gonna be like, let's watch it. Well, I'll have yeah, to watch it sometime. Yeah, it's meh. It's meh. Um. Speaking of, we uh, we watched a few episodes of Too Hot to Handle. Oh boy! We skipped we skipped to season two because Emma had already oh. seen a couple of season one uh, before, okay. and so okay. she was like, "Fuck it, let's just go to season two. So All we right. went, went to season two. Uh, we, I don't know how many episodes in we are. I think we're like three or four episodes in. Uh, it's ex- it is exactly as trashy as <laughs> I thought it was going to be. Like yeah. just there's there's like ninety day fiance. You know, love is blind. The, the ground, several layers of dirt, the center of the earth, and then there is too hot to handle. It's it's probably better than the <laughs> the, the, the beast thing, dude. It's got to be more entertaining. That's than down that there. They're they're shit, dancing man. together wherever the fuck they are. Those two are Seriously? down there together. Uh, they're they're like mostly because you know they they change the people out on the other one. So like if they're with with too hot to handle, they're all just so so insufferably fucking like 
young club goers that drives me fucking nuts. Like just like, and that's exactly who you knew were going to be on the show. So we watched a few. Uh, we we tried to make it fun. You know, we were rating. I rated the girls. She rated the guys. Uh, to start, we were like making bets on who was going to fuck up first and start. You know, losing money and shit. It gets uh, crazier as that that season goes on. Like yeah. more people come through. It gets fucking yeah. You know, it's 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 good. so you know so far it's it's pretty much what I expected. I found it kind of funny. So basically, you know, they're they're all you know they're uh, they're attractive people, but they're not like they're not no smoke no. shows. They're they're people no. that had money in their life, got braces, and went to the gym for a while. Like that's pretty much the too hot to handle uh, crew. Uh, you knew going in that at least half of them, when they were asked what their job was, were going to say, I do part-time modeling. Cause that's the whole fucking show. Uh, except for the one dude who was like, yeah, I'm a male stripper. I was like, oh, here's the magic Mike fucking guy. He's, <laughs> and I, like, I, I was like, when they were coming through, I was like, I, I said to him, I said, that dude right there, I promise you has almost zero game. All he's going to do is do stripper moves randomly out of nowhere. You're going to be like, no context, and then all of a sudden this stripper's going to come out and start doing, like, fucking crotch fucking shit up in their face. And, shit. and that is exactly what fucking happened. Uh, and then uh, the other thing I expected was looking at them all and how they were talking to each other. These are all people that are just attractive enough that they've never had to work for any hookup in their life. Zero effort, zero anything. They're all attractive enough that when they approached somebody, guy or girl, girls are getting free drinks, guys are getting laid. That's pretty, like oh, this entire fucking cast of people. And then the really differentiating factor was there's two dudes on the at, at this point where we are in the show who are like quite tall. There's like the black dude. He's six foot four, French French accent. He's oh, yeah, ri- he's guy, yeah. he's ripped out of his fucking tree. Uh, and I, I, I thought to myself, I said to him, and there's the other guy is a football player or some yeah, shit. Uh, Chase or Chase or some uh, shit. His name's Chase. Yeah. Uh, Chase is, it's funny. It's funny. Cause Chase will never, never actually, he's the one dude who doesn't walk around shirtless cause he's not cut up like all the other dudes. So he'll like constantly cover up the fact that he's not ripped out of his mind. He's like a big football dude, but he doesn't have like 26 yeah, abs. Not, yeah, yeah, but he's 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 not in bad shape. No, he's, he's a, a big, big but he, but he, guy, but he right? walks around with t-shirts all the time. Yeah. When he did the costume thing, he was like using the costume to constantly like <laughs> cover up his shit because he wasn't like jacked up like the other dudes. Uh, but they have no game. None of no one guy has game. And it's of course exactly who you would expect. It's the yeah. shortest motherfucker in the, the entire group. He has he to work, work for it. He has to work for he's it. He's not man. ugly. He's a good looking kid, but he's not he fucking me, 240 me, pounds. Uh, he's Kyle. I call him no, nah, he ain't no nah, Kyle's sexier than he is. But in I, terms I, of like working for it, you sure Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, that's a good that's a good analogy. Um <laughs> He reminds me of I, I call him little little um little Hercules. He, he looks like he looks like Hercules. Like you know what I mean? Like uh, if you were to watch the Disney, well, he's got Hercules the hair. Movie, he's got like he's, the hair and like shit. Hercules. I called him Hercules. Yeah. But yeah, he's the only one with any amount of game because you know he's had. To, even though he's an attractive dude, when you're short, you got to work for it. Then there's like these other dudes walking around giants, six foot four, two hundred and twenty pounds, nothing yeah. but going to the gym. French fucking accents and shit. Like, how are you supposed to compete with that shit? You don't. And so these guys walk around zero game. They don't have to try. 
The, the football guy tried to go in for the first kiss on that chick. She, like, ran, runs her head off the fucking side of the, of the couch that they were sitting on. And it killed it. And he had nothing else. He was yeah. right there, and he had nothing else. His best, his best thing was like, oh, we should, like, see if we're good kissers. That was his best line. And you know what's also funny? The black dude used the same fucking line. They have no game. Zero game. And so did oh, yeah. Cam, that fucking douchey fucking... A uh, oh, kid yeah, with the guy. K-pop haircut said yeah. the same line. Oh, we should just test and see if we're good kissers. Want to find out? Meanwhile, the the little tiny dude, who's like six foot three in stilts, there's two girls, two of which were already like basically taken by other dudes at this point, and they're just sitting around, and he just plants himself right between the two of them, like the biggest dick fucking move, and forces, like, has them do rock, paper, scissors for who's gonna kiss them and shit. Even though one loses there, he still ends up consolation prize kissing both of them. He got it in. That's game. game. He's got the game. That's game. The The other guys are like, Adam, just just keep watching the show, bro. It gets gets crazy, man. It gets crazy. It gets crazy. Fucking, You're going to like it. I can tell you already think it's entertaining. Fucking. Fu- no, dude, you know what? The worst the worst scene in this entire show that made me cringe so hard my face inverted, okay, was Cam, who's with, I think her name's Emily or some shit. She's like 26 years old, but she felt it necessary to get lip filler at some point. So she like walks around. She looks like this at all times. Uh, she can't fuck it. So like, if she's, she's like Joan Rivers, but she's 26. Like, why in the fuck are you getting lip filler? Anyway, if she was a good looking girl, I bet you she looked a thousand times better without lip filler. But you know, some girls just need to get shit done. So anyway, they're in the bathroom and she's already like all over for like, she's head over heels for this fucking kid, this K-pop haircut motherfucker. And he's in the bathroom with her. And this is like after like, they found out that they can't, they can't fuck anyone. They can't kiss anyone. You know, whatever the fuck. And they already know that at this point in the show, a kiss is like three grand. So if you do anything more, you're losing big money. And he's pacing around and he's like, man, I just, these blue balls are just fucking killing me. And I was like, all right, in my head, I'm thinking, it's not how blue balls works, but okay. Anyway, so he's like walking around. He's just like fucking holding his dick and balls. He's like, my police, these blue balls are killing me. And she's like, well, and, and she's like, all right, well, obviously he's insinuating that we should do something about his blue balls. And in her mind, she's thinking, maybe he wants to fuck. You know, we're in the bathroom, you know, shower, get some se- some shower sex. No. 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 You know what the line is that he drops? I think you should give me a hand job. <laughs> well, he didn't want to lose that much money, Adam. He didn't want to lose that much. Oh, uh, you're in for a treat, Adam. I'm almost jealous. That Who you, the that fuck you're... says that out loud? Him. This guy, this guy does. That's how you know he's had to work for nothing at any point is when you're so fucking bold as to say something so selfish and crazy as I think you should just give me a hand. Sounds like Blizzard Activision workplace. It does. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway, she didn't do it. Thank Uh, fucking God. Oh, my God, bro. Yeah, it's... uh, so that's a, it's show. a show. It's a cringy show, man. It's it's but it's it's the right amount of cringe. It's the right <laughs> amount of cringe. It's a lot. All right, it's time to move on for a couple of quick questions before Mr. Black has to go. It's time for Tech Support. Patreon.com slash like TV. Financially support the podcast. $10 more a month. Get some stuff. Chiefly, 
each and every time we go up for this podcast, put up a uh, post there. It's called Tech Support. You can ask us questions, and we'll give you answers. So let's get into it here. What do we got here? Jorbach mm, asks, what is something particular that you still like to do on your birthday? Eat a certain food, do a certain activity, etc. Side note, I'm turning 35 tomorrow, halfway to 70, baby. Let's fucking go. Happy early well, birthday, Jorbach. Happy early birthday, Jorbach. I'm turning 35 as well. I'm getting old, too. Um, The thing that I eat on my birthday every year, it's been like that since I was probably 12, maybe even younger, since I can remember. Ice cream cake. Mm, we talked oh, about that never, last week. I never get regular cake. I'm not a big cake Did you guy. get your mom an ice cream cake like you said you were going to? I didn't. She, oh. Kayla ended up getting, uh, when I went upstairs, they had already gotten a cake, and it was like a brownie, um, some sort of brownie thing. I didn't Unacceptable. even Unacceptable. Uh, but I did go to Dairy Queen and get ice cream. So oh, well, there you go. There you go. I did do that. But um, yeah, uh, ice cream cake. It's what I eat every year on my birthday, and we get a nice big one. And it usually lasts us like two weeks. We just, just stick it in the freezer. Ice. Yeah, that's what we do. We stick it in the freezer and uh, we just kind of eat it over the next week or two. Because, bro, you can get some big ass fucking ice cream cakes oh, yeah. at Dairy Queen. Oh, we, like, get a, we, get a, we get a big ass. Do you get like the big 30... rectangle one? Like the, the really no, big... I, get, I usually get the circle one. Oh, we okay. usually only get the rectangle one if, if, if it's, it's got a big party or something. Small. No, no, no. They're, they have small ones. Oh, do they? They have the big, they have big party size ones, but. Sometimes you can you can get like a little tiny small. Oh, one. okay, okay. But they do have like you know like yeah, they fucking, get, they got massive ones, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I just get like big regular cake and we just eat it. So that's what I get every year. Let's go. I mom makes the cake for every birthday for everyone in this family, and so that's the cake that we eat pretty much every time. And I wouldn't have it any other way. So there's that. Uh, and uh, uh, as far as like what else we eat, it's it's like I've got a handful of favorite foods. So depending on how I feel that day, I just pick. One of my favorites, and that's it. So you either yep. go out to have it, or if it's something that mom makes, she'll you know she'll ask if you want something, you know specific, and uh, and that's that's pretty much it's pretty much it. I'm not a big birthday guy. I don't want a lot of shit. I don't need a lot of shit. I just want you know to relax a bit, do whatever I feel like for the day, get some good food, and fucking that's it, dude. You know what? If I can if I can get sushi, ice cream cake, some loving, maybe a hand job. Yeah, just go. You know what? Just, just walk around the so, bathroom. Man, these blue balls, man. Just <laughs> I think you should give me a hand job. I, I definitely don't want that would be a sad birthday gift, all right? I want basically any anything outside of like, <laughs> like that that would be no, I'd be like, "Please, it's my birthday. I don't want that." Um, but if I can if I can get if I can get some sushi or steak, some some ice cream cake and, you know, a little something something that's a banger uh, fucking day there. That's my birthday, man. Oh. Uh, I don't care about gifts. I don't care about any of that shit. I just give me those three things. I can get a good night's sleep. Man. That's the show. That's the dream, man. That's the dream. It's the fucking show. You know, I realized, what I realized, you know, I realized I was getting old yesterday, even though we were doing like errands and stuff like the whole fucking day. I think we got home at like five o'clock or something at night. And when we got home, the first thing we did was like, we, we had like our dishwasher's been broken for like fucking six months or some shit, but we can't, we can't take the time to replace the dishwasher when Nan is still here and had the whole house torn apart. So we're just, we wash all of our dishes right now. And so we had a couple, we had some dishes that we had to wash. I, we'd gotten home from this long day of errands, get home. 
and the first thing we do is wash dishes, and I'm standing there, and I'm washing dishes, and out the backyard, you know, we got lots of birds and shit flying around doing their thing, I'm washing dishes, and I was like, in my mind, I was like, I'm, this is good, that's how I was like, <laughs> like, I was like, this is kind of dope, I'm not working, I'm just washing dishes, but somehow having a good time, and I was like, man, I am getting too old now, when washing dishes is like the high mark where it's it's you're not working but you're doing something else and so that makes it fun. So shit, my birthday oh. I might wash some dishes. There you go. Birds uh Zen <laughs> Mady asks, uh I wonder if this is in relation to uh what I posted on Twitter here the other day. Um I recently watched Casino Royale as my first Bond movie and I actually Please. liked it. Which other Bond movies would you recommend? Uh, it's Goldeneye. If you're going yeah. other than other than Daniel Craig stuff, pretty much all of Daniel Craig stuff is is at best or at My worst wor- good. Quantum of Solace was like the worst one for me, but yeah. uh, in terms of the new ones, but Skyfall was great. I I I, I pretty much like all of Daniel Craig stuff, and and Quantum yeah. of Solace was the worst, but it was still it's still, it was good. still good. It, was just, good. it wasn't bad. It was just not as good as because, yeah. like, Casino Royale set a really fucking high oh, bar it's for my, the rest of his Bond movies. That's a good. That's a good fucking movie, Casino Royale. Um, so like, that's just not that. That not only is that a good Bond movie, Casino Royale is just like a good movie because oftentimes Bond movies are kind of considered like their own category where you, it's like, is it just good for a Bond movie? But Casino Royale was like a a legitimately good movie in general. Um. So great place to start. Uh, in, so like the other thing, since this is your first time watching a Bond movie, that you'll that you'll know if you watch anything old, you know, older because you're going older anyway. Because Craig is the most recent. They all have it's they're all, all like a different version of Bond. Like Bond has like these core characteristics, uh, but all of the actors that have played Bond have brought something different. The writers have written them a little bit differently. And so they all kind of play out differently. I like the Joker. You know, everybody has their own rendition of the character. They have the same certain kind of traits that like are that make it the character. And then each Bond actor does their own thing with it. Daniel Craig is a more modern rough around the a man's man like he was a, like the a rough, edgy he was the edgy, edgy bond edgy. yeah like the edgy the edgy bond still loves his women still likes the nice fancy watch still got the beautiful car still does whatever but at the end of the day um he was the he was bond, the gritty still, modern is, yeah he was the guy that you're like damn you know he was like a like like uh if you took bond and then had sex with a like born identity um uh and 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 kind of made this more of a <sighs> gritty i guess it's just a more of a gritty modern it was feel like i mean well works. if you think about it when they came out with casino royale casino royale was like uh the at that time the whole idea of taking older properties and making them grittier was in vogue and so like this whole new phase of bond was kind of off the back of that uh, concept previous to that you had Pierce Brosnan um who had I mean other than maybe one of his movies they're they're similar they're all they're all at worst they're, they're, good. they're good and yeah, some of them good. are really good like Goldeneye is fucking yeah. fire and you should watch Goldeneye like if you're gonna watch one Pierce Brosnan Bond movie 
GoldenEye would probably be the one that people, you know, people would point you to, and not just because they also made a fire video game. Uh, you know, it was it was also a really good movie. Pierce Brosnan, that was my tweet. I was like, you know, uh, for me, I think Daniel Craig is is just the best Bond ever oh, in term, like in general. But Pierce Brosnan, if, 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 like for me, and not just because I grew up with him, but Pierce Brosnan embodies Bond as a character better than I think anyone else did. Like, uh, if, 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 he just, he sweats Bond. That was like, a, a, Pierce Brosnan for me for Bond is is similar to like, um, how good of a, uh, of a, of a casting that uh, like Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Like you, you put. Yeah, see, I, I can't, I can't give Pierce Brosnan that much love. Oh! I know you love him. I just can't, man. I, Bro! I think, I think Daniel Craig is the Robert Downey Jr. of Bond. I think he is, and I've seen the old Bonds, and you know, I, I like them, but this, you know, this guy is just Bond. I mean, he just, it's gonna hurt when he's no longer Bond. When Pierce Brosnan was no longer Bond, it didn't hurt. I was just done with him. You know, it was like, okay, next. And this this is going to feel weird. The next Bond, unless it's Henry Cavill, which there's a good chance it will be, we'll see what he can do with it. But, I mean, just Daniel Craig, the fact that he was a relatively nobody that came into it. I think that um, helped a lot, and, and, too. And he was jacked. Like, we had never seen a Bond like this. Like that well, that's, that was like water and he's fucking ripped and you're like, okay. Well, that was, that was, that was like fucking, what's his name? Hugh Jackman playing the first X-Men movie and he looked like a yeah. fucking accountant. And then like, yeah. you know, you go forward and people were like, you can't do that in superhero movies anymore and shit. People have to be in shape now. You can't have this man walking around looking like a wet noodle. Motherfucker's yeah. got to be in shape. And, and yeah. he was in shape. Pierce Brosnan I'm was in, not. I gotta, listen, man, I just gotta say it. Daniel Craig's the best Bond of all time. And I think he's going to go down as the greatest Bond to ever do it. I don't know if you can get better than Daniel Craig. Everybody else has got that charisma. Listen, Daniel Craig doesn't even have that much charisma. He's got what, the what? he's got the he's, swag. He's, he's Bond. Yes, he's got the swag. He's just Bond. Pierce Brosnan got the charisma. He's like yeah. the guy you just like. You're just like, man, I like this guy. Like, how can you not like Pierce Brosnan? Daniel Craig is like, fuck what you don't like, motherfucker. I'm Bond, bitch. I deal with it. Like he's just got the, he just got it, man. You can't deny it. It's just well, it's like, and that's like, that's why it's I like, like he's, he's almost not even likable too. Like there's a part of him. That's just like a dick. You're like, you're like the guy. He's like, not a guy I'd like to sit down and talk to. It's like, if I never met Daniel Craig in my life, it, I, 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 you know, I wouldn't give a fuck. Like Pierce Brosnan would be like, Oh man, fuck it. What's up, Pierce? I like you. Daniel Craig. It's like, who gives a fuck? Just play Bond because you're just god at it. Like, I like just, so I that, know, that is that is like so for me. That's why I like both of them. Like, because they they are they occupy such different Bond spaces that I get to enjoy both of them. Yeah, Daniel yeah. Craig is the like gritty. Uh, he's got he's got because as a person, Daniel Craig has zero fucks to give. And, oh yeah, and he lends that. To his Bond character, he's where like he has, he's, he's like, like that, that in real life. He's zero fucks. He he's said, like, "I barely this. ever work." He like, you see, he's ripped. He talked to me. He's like, "I barely ever worked. Out. I just like do some routine shit. This is just what I look like. It's just fucking whatever. I don't have time to be working. I don't give a fuck." And he just showed up on set and he walked out of the water and he's like, "Yeah, I looked pretty good." And that was like the fucking show. Uh, but he's got, he's got like that, um, like uh, the women love him, and he's yeah. not attractive. He's ugly as sin. 
he's, he's a bit of a douchebag, and women like bad boy douchebags, right? And he's but he's got, got he's, he's so confident. Yes, that's the it's, key. It's he pure is confidence. so pure. Pure. Yeah, he's pure. almost not as not quite as much much confidence as Cam asking for a hand job, but he's almost there. Yeah, and it lends to that Bond character so that gritty Bond character so well. And you know what? Bond is, if you look at all the Bond movies, at some level, a bit of a dick. It's just yes. that they they hit it under some more humor in the yeah. old ones. Like Bond always had some humor. In this, they were like, "Fuck the humor!" Just like he's an asshole. Like, yeah, and he almost and he's like he's he he's he's almost a dick to women too. Like he's a bit chauvinistic, a bit like a bit. Um, James Bond yeah, is like the most like, chauvinistic, but, misogynistic but, ass yeah. ever. But like, but Daniel. But the Craig women want him anyway. Yeah, Daniel Craig is like <laughs> he does it in a way that it's like, damn, you are a fucking dick. But like, you're just doing it in just the right way that like the women just want it. Like they want. It's almost like he doesn't even want them. It's like he's doing them a favor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. And he just does it so perfectly, man. It makes you want to go watch the Bond films again. So, uh, the new ones. Casino Royale, great movie. Uh, the rest of you can watch, safely watch all of the Craig films. You'll probably enjoy all of them. The new one's coming up the end of this year. Um, and I really hope that's going to be good as well. It looks like it's promising. So, that's nice. And then, yeah, Goldeneye. You can reach back and watch like, the Sean Connery ones are good. Um, the other ones, though, you're starting they're, to get into territory they're that... They're dated, man. They're dated, man. If you, not- if you like older films and the pacing, because that's what will kill you, is when you go back that far, pacing and movies were so different back then, you might feel like you're falling asleep at the wheel, uh, but, uh, but you're safe to go back and watch them. Most of the Bond films are all good in their own way, and like I said, and Jeff was saying, they're all different enough that you can enjoy them for different reasons. And so yeah. it's a fun, it, there's a reason why James Bond has been around for as fucking long as James Bond has been around. Like and it's 25 because years or something. A lot more than 25 years. Or, the, sorry, they had their 20, I know, sorry, they're on their 25th movie. 25th movie, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's been like a, it's been like 50 no, plus 50 years. years. Yeah, 50 60 years. maybe even at this point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, they've been more, around for a hot minute. More. Yeah, one more question yeah. before Mr. Black's got to get out of here. Uh, so if you guys have got cool questions, save them for next week. You can send them in again. Um, 8-9-10 asks, what do you hope to live long enough to see happen? Um... Mm. I mean, there's many things <laughs> I'm trying to pick one. I mean, um, obviously I want to see my son, like, you know, become a man and find his own way and do that. But if I'm not going to pick the generic stuff, um, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with, uh, colonizing Mars. You get a good I shot. Wanna, yeah. I want to be alive when, there are people living on Mars. We'll we'll you know, be and, we'll be just before the retirement home, right around the time that that's probably. It'd be cool up. to see. It'd yeah. be pretty friggin' cool to see. Um, I want to live long enough to see them move further along in teleporting objects. Because right now we've done it at like a like a super fucking tiny molecular level. We like sent some shit from one side of a river a river to another. So we technically it's possible, 
technically. The trick is to scale that bitch up to do it to people. Uh, and not have them just die. <laughs> so, so, that though, probably not going to happen in my lifetime. Probably will happen eventually. But it's something I'd like to see. Because, you know, ultimately, fuck planes and all that shit. Just send me there instantaneously. Please and thank you. Speaking of sending you there instantaneously, Mr. Black has got to get out of here instantaneously. He's got another yeah. arrangement to uh, to to do, so we're going to end the podcast there. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for stopping by. Hopefully you enjoyed yourself with the show today. Uh, if you would uh, like to support the podcast, patreon.com slash lagtv is the way to do just that. Keep this train moving. And uh, until we see you guys next week, stay safe out there. Uh, try to enjoy the weather if you get a chance. And we'll see you then. Peace. Peace.